Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, I'm excited to announce that I am joined by five-star long snapper in the class of 2023, Trent Middleton. Trent, how are you doing, my guy? And welcome on to the podcast. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. And uh, Trent, before we do start talking a little bit about your career, your college recruitment and everything like that, why don't you talk a little bit about your background, where you're from, how you started playing football, when you started playing football, and just all the little questions that, you know, maybe most people may not know about you. All right. Um, I'm from Southern California, Orange County. I go to Orange Lutheran. Uh, I started playing football in eighth grade, but I did eighth grade twice as a little holdback here. Um, originally started as a uh, tight end and D end, then gradually uh, went to long snapping after my sophomore year. I got you. I got you. And uh, Trent, you know, so originally, why did you know, why were you put at t- uh, tight end and D end? Was it because of your size or was it just the position that you wanted to play? Um, It was my size and speed. I wasn't fast enough to be a receiver and I wasn't big enough to be a lineman so it was perfect (laughs) I I got you yeah no I got you and a cool thing about you Trent you don't only just play football you actually do uh play baseball yep so uh what position do you actually play so um I'm a pitcher mainly I do play first and third but mainly pitcher I got you I got you so in a way you're so so can you also hit or are you pretty much just a PO um I can hit but for my high school I'm a PO Okay, I got you. I got you. And when so when you are going into college and everything like that, are you going to look to possibly possibly play both uh baseball and football or are you just going to want to focus on whatever you're more confident in? It really depends where I decide. Um a few of the colleges I've talked to is fine with me doing both actually and just walking on for baseball. Oh, okay. But if the college doesn't want me to then I won't but if they will let me why not hey absolutely absolutely and I mean you know definitely the fact that you're able to play both of those sports and be pretty solid at them is amazing enough but before we do start talking about all your you know your college recruitment everything like that let's kind of start at the beginning so you said that you started playing football during your eighth grade year so what made you want to play football so funny story is um I wanted to play ever since, like, the fourth, fifth grade. Watched it on TV, thought it was super cool. But my mom didn't think I was going to be big enough because my parents aren't very too, like, very tall. I got you. And, and my parents' deal was when I hit six foot, I can start playing. And that was my first eighth grade year, so. Oh, okay, I got you. So, damn, I'm shoot. <laughs> I would have never played football then if that was the case for me, but <laughs> I got you. So, <laughs> so obviously, you're excited to be able to finally play football and everything like that. So kind of so kind of how did it go when you first started playing football? Were you a little, you know, kind of rough? Did it take a while before you got fully adjusted? Just kind of talk to us a little bit about how it was when you first started playing football. It was most definitely different because I grew up playing uh, baseball mainly, a little soccer when I was younger, um, a little flag football. But I mean, the only difference was really just the hitting part. I was so used to playing flag football, I guess knowing like how to run routes and stuff. I mean, it's not the same, but it's still like a little taste of it. But yeah, yeah, no, I got you. 
And obviously, you know, baseball and football, completely different sports. One's very non-physical. The other is literally probably one of the most physical sports on earth. So obviously a huge transition, but you maintained it. You did everything like that. So let's talk about you going into your freshman year. So going into your freshman year, did you, so have you been to Orange Lutheran throughout all four years or were you actually, you know, you, did you go to a different high school? Um, I've been at Olu for or Orange Lutheran um, all four years. Yeah. Or all three so far. I got you. I got you. So when you were going into your freshman year of high school at Orange Lutheran, did you, were you expecting to play tight end D end or, or did you finally make that transition over to long snapper? Um, so I barely know a long snapper was my freshman year. Um, I mean, I knew it was a thing, but I didn't really know it was like a heavily like specific thing. Um, I played tight end and outside linebacker a little bit, mainly DNs, uh, freshman year. Then our freshman team needed a snapper and our head coach just told me to come try it out. And I guess since then I started snapping. I got you. I got you. And I mean, you've pretty much made your money being a, a amazing long snapper. You know, you've been rated as one of the top, you know, long snappers in all of high school football. So what's it kind of been like to be recognized for all that work that you've put in, you know, from when you started playing long snapper to this point in you know present day? I mean, it's always all glory to God for first, but it's honestly like, even though it's not what my I like my first thought of when I was going into football, but still it's an amazing accomplishment for me thinking that where I started from maybe just playing high school football, maybe just doing it a few years, just having fun with it to actually like taking it pretty seriously and hopefully playing in the collegiate level. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you've definitely made your name for yourself. You know, you're going into your senior year of high school with a lot, obviously, to be able to prove, you know, you just actually recently received your first ever D1 offer to go play at UNLV. So talk to us a little bit about what it was like finally receiving your first ever D1 offer. Oh, it was the biggest, like, relief ever because the recruiting is like one of the most stressful things, like, going through trying to put yourself out thinking not thinking you're good enough or whatever because it's mainly a mental game on yourself because I was thinking oh colleges aren't really talking to me too much not really getting too many offers and it's really it was like honestly the biggest relief factor and like confidence booster like okay maybe I am good enough to go play collegiate d1 yeah, no, I got you. And obviously, you know, this is going to be the first of many for you as you know, you've had many articles written about you. You've had many sources come out and speak very high of you. So what has it kind of been like being recognized now, you know, finally for these efforts? And I mean, kind of repeat the same question, but, you know, it's definitely a big deal to finally be recognized as a five star at any position, you know, in any sport, whatever it might be. So kind of what is it like having that title of being a five star? feels amazing like it's like kind of like a chip on your shoulder but I try not to let it change me too much because in real life football is not everything but it is a very great accomplishment no I got you and uh and another thing about being a long snapper too you know y'all don't really get recognized enough you know what I mean because obviously y'all aren't like one of the skilled positions y'all aren't one of the more 
I guess you could say brandable positions, but you know, without y'all, a lot of drives and a lot of games wouldn't be won because you don't get the snap off the right way, especially on field goals. You know, you won't win that certain game or that certain scenario. So was it kind of like being a long snapper? Because, I mean, I don't think it really gets talked about enough. So if you don't mind, just kind of talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you have to go through as a long snapper. Most definitely. It's so, as you said, it's not very, I mean, it's not very credited as much as I think it is, should be. Um, it's most definitely looked down upon almost. Um, but it's also very, a whole different experience because you are practicing with your kicker, your punter the whole time. And you guys are de- like the smallest details mean the most, especially with long snapping and kicking. Like any angle of your body different could change the whole snap. Um, yeah. I got you. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask too. So what are some things that I guess you could say from a long snapper's point of view, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say it from a long snapper's point of view, would you kind of say are some of the more difficult things to do in football? Because not only are you having to get the snap off literally perfect, you're also having to block the guy right next to you. So was it kind of like, I guess you could say, and some of the obstacles you also face? So it's, it's definitely pretty difficult because I play in the Trinity league and my first ever varsity snap was um, against Bosco. Ooh, they were number ooh. two in the country at that time. Ooh, and shoot. they lined up two people right on me. And I just remember all the nerves being like so scared. But probably the hardest thing is probably getting back after the snap and blocking, then releasing. Because you have to do it all, basically. You can't just snap and run. You can't just snap and block. You have to be able to snap, block, and still make a tackle and run down no i got you yeah and i mean like you said there's a lot of things that go into it especially technique because long snapper you have to be very sound technique you know technique wise and and also i kind of want to ask you too a little bit about some of your high school uh playing days so far so what so what so i didn't even realize that orange lutheran y'all actually are in the same district as bosco and i'm guessing modern day right yeah modern day bosco santa margarita jay sarah servite so, so I guess I guess I should ask you, since you do play in that district, what is it like going up against some of these nationally ranked uh, high school teams on a weekly basis? It's the best competition you can get. It's amazing. Um, there's no better feeling than knowing that you're competing with the best. Like, even though they might – seem a lot better than you we're all pretty like we all compete no matter what it's it's always a great feeling getting out there I got you yeah no absolutely I mean and you know iron sharpens iron like they always say and I also want to ask you too what are some of the more notable players that you've gone against so far in your high school career um gone against or played with uh gone against You, you can you can also do played with as well okay um Ooh, I'm trying to remember their names, but right now, probably the best one is modern day's quarterback right now. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Started freshman year. Like that's unheard of at modern day. I mean, yeah. I think there was one guy before him that did that. I believe yeah. his name is Bryce Young. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely, like you said, it's unheard of at modern day to start as a freshman, let alone most high schools, you know, throughout the country yeah. pretty much. And yeah, uh, Elijah Brown, right? That's his name, I think. Or, is or it Green. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The other guy I was thinking, yeah, Elijah Brown. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. But yeah, you know, Bryce Young just won a Heisman Trophy at Alabama. Yeah. Arguably is going to be a top five pick in next year's NFL draft. So, yeah, modern day definitely for some reason apparently, you know, manufactures quarterbacks in a factory somewhere. But <laughs> I, I got you, though. Yeah, definitely playing competition like that has got to be just insane. So has there been any, like, notable, uh, I guess you could say defensive players that you've gone against or special teams guys that you've gone against throughout your high school career that kind of you always have remembered? Um, I mean, uh, T-Mac from Servite last year. Watching him play was something different. He was insane on both sides of the ball. Uh, I remember he had a one-handed pick against us um, in our game last year. And we, like, the whole, like, everyone went crazy. Like, our sideline got silenced. It was was a crazy play. I couldn't even imagine it. And see, what's kind of funny is I come from a small town in Texas called Bonham. It's a 3A. I don't know exactly how the, uh, I guess you could say, groups work in California as well. But I know, you know, Texas, you have 1A being the smallest, and then you go up to 6A. So it's kind of one of the more smaller schools you can. So I couldn't even imagine playing playing high school football against arguably the best one, two, five ranked uh high school football programs in all of the country, you know, on a literal, literal weekly basis, you can almost call it the gauntlet pretty much. So, but um, anyway, Trent, let's talk a little bit more about you. So, so when did you actually start gaining a lot of attention from college scouts or or just colleges as a whole? Um, For specialists, it's very much um, junior after junior year, the summer of, because that's when you're going to a lot of camps, you're doing, everything you really can do to get out there and it's also a lot on twitter you got to almost promote yourself as much as possible especially as a specialist but i'd say it was mainly this summer i got you i got you and were there any notable camps that you attended i saw you went to missouri oregon state you know just talk to us a little bit about some of the camps that you actually did attend over the summer so i went to mizzou as you said oregon ucla um, the Sac State camp. I'd say the Sac State camp was was really good because it was a mega camp. So not just Sac State was there. I'd say there was, I think, eight other D one colleges there also looking. Oh, okay. So most definitely, like I would recommend a mega camp if it's not too hard to get to, or the colleges you're looking at mainly, like like your dream colleges almost or like a college you can see yourself going to and the places you think you'd have a chance. Yeah. And uh, Trent, I also want to ask you too, what's kind of your dream college that like, you know, the second you got to offer from you would commit not even five minutes later. <laughs> um, That's a good one. Uh, I would have to say Texas A&M or, Somewhere in Texas. Ooh, 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 ooh. Sorry, Trent, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just I, – half of my family went to UT and – ooh, ooh. Uh, no, nah, you're good. But, no, nah, I mean, I respect that, though. A&M definitely is one of the more up-and-coming college football programs. You know, Jimbo Fisher's an amazing head coach. They've got a great assistant staff. Have you have you gotten any type of interest from A&M, or has it mostly been more of, like, West Coast schools? 
Uh, mainly West Coast schools, especially for the D1 level. Um, maybe a few D2s, East Coast, a few D3s, East Coast or West or, or sorry, um, I guess South too. Okay, but I got you. Mainly D1s and West Coast. Well, Trent, you know, you, you're talking about Texas schools or anything like that. Um, Excuse me. I actually work in conjunction with a lot of TCU players, some of the staff as well. And I don't know if you'd ever be interested in possibly thinking about going to TCU. You know, they do need a long snapper here in the future. You know, they just the, – uh, our former long snapper just went to the NFL. So, I mean, yeah. if you ever consider possibly, you know, I think we'd love to have you down here in Fort Worth. That'd be great. <laughs> well, nah. that's it. Hey, absolutely. I, I think you'd fit in. It's kind of a it's it's a smaller university. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely not one of the bigger ones out there. But, yeah. you know, you'll get more recognition than if you went to a school like UT or, you know, one of those schools that you're kind of used more as like a meat market, if you want to say, you know what I yeah. mean? But um, no. But anyway, so you had a lot of interest from West Coast schools, you know, most notably the Pac-12 slash I guess you could say Big Ten now since, yeah. you know, USC and UCLA and all of them. So what what schools have kind of stood out the most to you throughout this recruitment process? Um, I would definitely say UCLA, UNLV, um, those two stood out. A little a little bit of Oregon State. Okay. Uh, what kind of what what really stood out about not necessarily each one of them individually, but I guess you could say about some of the more notable ones. What did they stick out the most to you? I would say the effort into recruiting. They're not so much passive. They were more like, hey, we want you to come check this out. Hey, come to our camp, check it out. And like giving tours and stuff. I got you. Yeah, no. I I mean, that's that's what you want to hear from coaches, especially at, you know, the Power 5 level. So, uh, so Trent, now that you're going into your sophomore year, you finally have got at least one D1 offer so far under your belt. You know, what are some expectations that you hold for yourself going into your final year of high school football, not just for yourself as, you know, not just only for yourself, but also for your team? Most definitely. Um, so my personal goal is through this, um, I guess, this uh, coach slash company, Rubio Longsnapping. Um, so if you get nominated and you don't have more than one bad snap, you can actually get nominated for snapper of the year. So that's my personal goal right now for this upcoming season. But as a team, I I just want to win uh, CIF again. We won CIF last year. Okay. Kind of amazing feeling. Um, but yeah, d doing that again would be amazing. A little repeat. Hey, that would. Hey, absolutely. I mean, back to back definitely has never hurt anyone before. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. But no. Uh. But no. Um. Trent, I really like your story, and I kind of like to um showcase some of the guys that kind of have more of an underrated, you know, player, I guess you could say player card or player recruitment because, you know, a lot of times a lot of specialists and even a lot of three stars, they kind of get overlooked due to the fact that they don't have that four or five-star title. And I mean, in this case, you do have the five-star title, but because you are a specialist, people aren't going to take you, unfortunately, as serious because, you know, obviously – for some reason, you're not as you're not deemed as valued. So to all the people out there that I guess you could say are kind of doubting the whole five star title or kind of saying, you know, well, he's just a long snapper. You know, what do you have to tell them? You know, I mean, because I know I, mean, I know I know it's definitely got to kind of get to you sometimes. 
It does definitely because when I started, I believe I started at a three and a half star my sophomore year. And I came up with expectations, not knowing like how good these other people are, but it it's for sure a grind to get up to the stars, get your stars up. But also it's like stars do matter, but they also don't. It's really up to, I mean, the college, of course, like depends how you do at the camp a lot. Like, even if your stars aren't that high, but you, like, blow the show at a college camp, they could take you over a five-star. Just depends how what they want. Absolutely. And, I mean, you're completely right because at the end of the day, you know, that five-star rating won't mean anything if you don't perform on the field. And, you know, obviously, you know, a three-star that has a lot more – or I guess you could say that has a ton of heart versus a five-star that's kind of just content with what he's got. You know, a three-star is going to blow him out of the water. And I'm, gl- I'm glad, you know, you being – a five-star and obviously one of the top players at your position, you know, you're kind of letting a lot of kids out there that might be listening to this, letting them know that, you know, don't quit, keep grinding, you know, just don't pretty much don't, don't get down on yourself. You know, you just got to keep working at what you're doing. Yep. And, uh, and Trent also, I do want to ask you another, you know, a couple more questions before we do, you know, sign off for today. Uh, I do want to ask, so are there any other schools you plan on visiting? I know school's coming up, the season's coming up, but are there any other schools you plan on visiting throughout the rest of this year and beginning of next year? I mean, I do plan on going to UNLV pretty soon um, for an unofficial, but other than that, I'm not really sure. It's, it's for sure a weird game because you can really never know for sure because okay. every over a night, especially being a specialist. Absolutely. I mean, are you are you anticipating to get a lot more attention now? Because I saw that you attended, I think it's the Rubio Top 12, or it's, it's a, uh, I think it's a long snap competition, right? Yeah. And I saw you attended that, and, you know, you absolutely blew the socks out of that competition. So did that kind of, do you feel like that was another boost to your uh, college recruitment, possibly, having that also on your resume? That's actually where I earned my uh, fifth star. Um, I spent a few weeks just grinding before the camp, making sure everything was perfect. Um, I did really good in my opinion and earned my fifth star. So I think right after I, um, earned my fifth star, I texted all the coaches I have on my phone, letting them know I just became a fifth star or a five star and just sent them some, uh, clips from that camp. Hey, that's that's a smart move too, because especially the more film you have, and obviously the fact that you do have that title now, it's going to be a lot more attractive to the eye for a lot of these scouts. So, definitely a smart move by you. Now, I also want to ask you some. I guess you could say, I guess not not necessarily personal questions, but just a little, you know, not necessarily about football. But um, so Trent, whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, what was your favorite player growing up as a kid? So, I would have to say it was Bam Bam Cam on the Seattle Seahawks when the it was the Legion of Boom. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Field making big hits, all of that. I was a big fan of the Legion of Boom growing up. Now, now I do got to ask you since uh you know you are I I guess you I guess I guess you'd say a SoCal kid, right? 
So, yeah. you, so you pretty much, I'm guessing, you like the Seahawks, but you're from you know SoCal and you got the 49ers and all those other teams. How, how did that kind of work? Because <laughs> I know, you know, rivalries especially can be a little bit, you know, tense when it comes to, you know, 49er fans. Yeah. Um, so I actually don't have a favorite team. I just pick out players that I really like. I watch them specifically. Um, so, like, I just have – I don't really have a designated favorite team. I got but you. it was the Legion of Boom back on the Seahawks. I would watch them a lot more. So, I guess you can say they were kind of my favorite team back then. But now I'd say I don't really have a favorite team at all. So, I got really you. rivalry. I got you. And another question I want to also ask Trent is, you know, right before right before game time, right before y'all get out of the locker room and head out into the tunnel, what is your pregame song, like your absolute go-to song to get you hyped right before game? Oh, I would have to say 5% Tint by Travis Scott. Okay, okay, definitely. You're the first one to say Travis Scott so far. I've got Lil Double O, I've got Uzi, I've gotten a couple others. So we've got another artist added on to the – I guess you could say bored now. But, yeah, no, that's a, it's kind of an underrated song too by Travis. So yeah, it's definitely a fire one. It's definitely a fire one. Now yep. – for all you listeners out there, if y'all are interested in learning a little bit more about Trent or just want to go show him some love for coming on, I will leave all of his socials and every pretty much every link for all of his recruitment stuff down below in the in the description of today's episode. Trent, I so greatly appreciate you coming on, my guy. You are technically the first five star I've ever had on here, so I guess you can I guess you can add another little thing to your resume as well. <laughs> Perfect. So. But no, seriously though, Trent, I this is an absolute fantastic time I had. I thank you for coming on and definitely we should do something in the future. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Hey, absolutely. And make sure all of y'all, y'all go show my guy Trent some love. He's definitely on the come up and make sure to remember the name. <laughs>